freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to the second hour of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, coming up this hour, we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary at the end of our second hour. And our theme today is You Will Know Them by the Fruit They Bear. Our next guest is Jacob Betsworth, who is a 12-year veteran sergeant of a large metropolitan sheriff's office in Omaha, Nebraska, where he serves as the firearms range master. He is a professional three-gun competitor on the Three Gun Nation Pro Series, as well as attending over a dozen national matches every year, where he consistently finishes in the top five. Thank you very much. Jacob currently represents some of the biggest and best names in the industry, including Benelli Shotguns, Primary Weapons Systems Rifle, Hayes Custom Guns, Pistols, and Loopold Optics. An avid wing shooter and outdoorsman, Jacob is also a writer for Three Gun Nation magazine, as well as a contributor to NRA American Warrior Teaching Firearms and Competitive Shooting, as well as the preservation of our Second Amendment rights. These are his passions. And I got to tell you, I'm tired from reading about his life. I can't imagine living that life. Uh, So many hats that he wears. And we are about to bring him on the air right now. We have Jacob Betsworth. Are you with us? I am. Oh, fantastic. I was just saying, I, I was reading your bio, and I'm tired about from, from reading your life. You are a busy dude. <laughs> well, that's for sure. It's uh, one thing after another, usually. So. But, but that's, uh, I, I tried to slow down for a while, and it doesn't seem to work. Me, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dan and I say, uh, you know, we're constantly squeezing every second out of every minute, and we must like it that way because... <laughs> We've been married 30 years now, and we never slow down. 31 years, excuse me. Oh, well said. And and counting. I don't know what hour it is right now, but hey, hey Jacob, um, could you tell our listeners what three-gun is? Sure. It's an action shooting sport that uh, employs all three guns, so handgun, shotgun, and rifle. And they set up courses uh, across either natural terrain or in bays, and we usually shoot at least two of the three guns on every course. Mm-hmm. Uh, or every stage, I should say. Um, and uh, they add up the time over uh, eight or nine stages, minus any penalties, and uh, the fastest and most accurate person wins. So so uh, what are you stages, So what are you best at, the shotgun, pistol, or rifle? Um, you know, I, I started in pistol, uh, in my background in law enforcement, so I probably have a little bit of edge in pistol. Uh, however, um, I've gotten a lot better at the shotgun as well, and... Uh, uh, I have a coach here, or uh, one of my good buddies, who we shoot a lot of long-range rifle together. So that's starting to improve, too. So the goal is to be uh, as proficient in all three as possible, but I'd say I probably still have a little bit of an edge on the pistol. You know, I've never attended a match and 
God forbid I've never tried. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would like to. Uh, we have a mutual friend in Diana Muller, and yeah. uh, she's your team captain, Benelli Three yeah. Gun team captain. And when I watch her videos, that is like a sport. I mean, it's like Olympics. It is like all out. I just don't know how you guys do that. You know, it's interesting, and uh, people say that all the time, and I, I always encourage and try to bring as many new people into the sport as I can because it looks intimidating, especially watching videos and stuff of people who are more advanced and uh, who have got tons of practice. But, I mean, I can remember going to my first match, uh, you know, with very little equipment and very little experience. Uh, you know, and as long as you're safe, uh, you can take as much time for the most part as you want. Um, and, you know, almost anybody can do it. So it's, it's, it's very addictive almost at any level. I, you know, I could see because, you know, people get into golf because they're trying to not beat their competitors so much. They're trying to beat their own best right. uh, performance. And I, I have to believe that three gun is a lot like that. It, you know, it really is. Uh, there are times, I mean, we always, we always compare our scores uh, to each other, especially just coming off of a stage. But more often than not, especially at uh, the higher levels, uh, we'll talk more about where we left time uh, and where, whether we shot, you know, 90% or 80% of our ability on that stage. Obviously, you know, we try to shoot at 100%, uh, you know, but more often than not, we're not talking about beating each other on every stage. We're more talking about, uh, or at least I am and the, and the few people that I shoot with a lot, uh, we're talking more about, you know, where we gave up time uh, against what we know we're capable of. So I, I can see it, you know, when I'm just watching some of the videos, you, you really can see the level of concentration. Um, and then, you know, that little bit of frustration if, like, you get a, a squib load or, you know, you get something that doesn't go quite right and, and it's just an equipment failure issue. But um, you guys use, I mean, the best equipment. Benelli, that is an amazing company to be connected with. Yeah, I'm, you know, very lucky. Uh, and Diana, uh, getting to know Diana, you know, obviously she was a police officer as well. And, uh, you know, we just had a lot in common. And uh, when she became the team captain, she put together a team. And when she was doing it, she called me and we were talking about some people. And, um, you know, really never talked about me about that as much. We were talking about other people. And, uh, you know, her her goal right off the bat was to build a team of, of people who get along really well and travel really well and are, are very good ambassadors of the brand. Uh, and, uh, once she asked me to be on the team, which was a little bit of a surprise, uh, I guess I should have saw the, the writing on the wall when she was having a bunch of <laughs> confidential uh, calls with me. But you know, when <laughs> we kind of built that, <laughs> when we kind of built that team and started traveling around, I met the people from Benelli. I just became very obvious why. I mean, they build the best product. Mm. That's pretty much unquestioned. Uh, but the people uh, and everybody I've met throughout the the chain there has just been awesome. And so it's just a it's just easy to represent companies like that because I look at it as representing not only the, the actual product, but the people behind the brand as well. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's been a pleasure all the way through. So Jacob, what kind of rifle do you use for the, um, for the competition? Uh, I use a primary weapon system, uh, AR 15 rifle. So it's a piston driven uh, rifle, which is a little outside the norm. Um, I met these guys at uh, shot show a couple years ago and, uh, being a police officer, reliability, obviously in my work, uh, equipment is is paramount and i was talking to them about some of the stuff that they offer and uh, they showed me some of their piston driven rifles and uh sent me one to test i really liked what i saw uh, so i started using it in free gun which is uh like i said totally against the norm i mean i i would say there's probably maybe five percent of the competitors are using some kind of system like that uh, we're trying to grow that obviously uh but uh so yeah i've been just stoked about it you know i can i can literally not remember the last time i had a malfunction in my rifle that I can 
equate back to being the rifle's problem. I mean, maybe a, a, the occasional, you know, bad primer or something like that, or, or, but I mean, it's been forever. So I remember very lucky. I went to my first match last year. My wife talked me into going to one. We it were, was not three gun. No, it was just me. a regular <laughs> M4 type thing. And sure. I, I, I think, yeah, I'm an average shot. Well, I just grabbed, I just grabbed a gun and I uh-huh. just grabbed some ammo. Uh, what a mistake. I should have at least went and shot it before I uh, took it to the, the shoot. But it was a fun experience. I mean, to go to a match and see all those people, it's exciting. Well, let me say this. My scorecard, it either had a bunch of zeros or they were so impressed that it just said, ooh. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a bunch of oohs. Well, I bet, I bet you guys had smiles on your faces no matter what. We you know what? Did. That's the thing. We it did. was fun. It and was it, safe and it was a family thing and it, it was really, really wonderful. We but. were kind of honorary people. They weren't like, they didn't expect much us, much out of us. But the. Um, <laughs> So then now with the pistol, what, what did you, what do you shoot for a pistol? Uh, I shoot a custom uh, double stack uh, 1911, which is, they call it a 2011, but uh, mm-hmm. still basically a 1911 base model uh, or based off of the 1911 series of pistols. Uh, and it's made by my good friends down at the Hayes Custom Guns. Uh, they're down in Texas and uh, just an awesome, awesome pistol builders. They, they hand fit every part together, um, uh, you know, making everything custom just exactly the way you want it. Uh, and actually, a very reasonable price for for custom guns, and uh, I've just been I've been stoked. Aaron uh, Hayes, who's uh, one of the two brothers that own Hayes Custom Guns, uh, is also on our Benelli team, and so uh, just got to know him really well. Just I really appreciated the integrity and the way they do work. Uh, and once again, I'm a I'm a huge people person uh, and relationship person, and so I was just very impressed with both he and his brother, uh, and then I was impressed with the product afterwards. And I just like I said once again. This makes it easy to represent people in companies like that. So I've been very fortunate in that way. So do most people use 1911-style guns for the three-gun? Um, you know, yes and no. I mean, if there's 400 people at a match, I would definitely say 200 of them are probably using some kind of a 1911-2011-style a pistol. But the other ones are uh, predominantly striker-fired guns, too. Uh, Glock, uh, FDs. Uh, XDs, um, you know, Smith & Wesson M&P pistols. You know, there's a there's a gamut, really, uh, of all different kinds. But for the most part, if it's reliable, you can get a magazine that holds uh, somewhere between 17 and 20 rounds uh, and, and put some good sights on it. You can come out and, and be as, as competitive as anybody. And one other question. Do you, do you shoot, do you make your own reloads, or are you buying stock ammo? Uh, Fioki Ammunition is actually one of our, uh, one of our team sponsors. So, I shoot all of their rifle ammo, uh, all their shotgun ammo, and they provide uh, some 9mm ammo as well. Um, some of the, my favorites that they provide is their shotgun ammo and their slugs, uh, both their bird shot and three-gun. They actually have a three-gun shotgun line, uh, which is just excellent for us because they, they kind of cater the loads to what we're doing. Uh, so they make a slug load, a bug shot load, and a bird shot load for us uh, for the three-gun world, and it's just it's plug-and-play. The time it takes to, to reload shotgun ammo uh, it's just almost uh, cost prohibitive enough that it's just not worth it. So, right. Um, well, they just use their. I'm oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. I just wanted to ask uh, before we run out of time. How do people get involved? What if they're listening to you right now and they're like, "This sure. is for me. I've got to do this." Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, look me up on Facebook. Jacob Betsworth is my. Uh, if you just search for me there, you can look at some of the videos that we have. Uh, we have some videos in there, kind of talking about some different guns. But realistically, the best way to get into it is find your local club, 
uh, Google search your local uh, USPSA uh, club, and uh, there'll be one pretty close to you, uh, or a Three Gun Nation club. And I always encourage people to start off with like a steel challenge uh, or a, a pistol-only match. Kind of get your feet wet a little bit. Go there with one gun. Uh, you know, they're very uh, inclusive when it comes to people coming in, new people. They're going to help you out. A lot of them will give you even a half an hour of a little bit of instruction before you start so you kind of know what's going on. And then just kind of building block off of that. If you like it and you like what you see, uh, you know, kind of start to build off of that. And most of those same clubs are going to run uh, three-gun events. They're going to run USPSA pistol-only events. Uh, they're going to run steel challenge events. And uh, it's just a good, safe, uh, you know, entertaining way to spend a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I think you'll – I would encourage anybody who, uh, you know, enjoys the Second Amendment and enjoys firearms to – Go meet more like-minded people like that, and you'll be surprised. It's just a, a really good time. Fantastic. Jacob Bettsworth, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate it very much, the time and uh, the opportunity. Absolutely. All right. Well, stick around because still to come, of course, we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. And our next guest, Maj Ture from Hip Hop to Handguns. Maj is helping urban communities to better understand their constitutional rights as they relate to firearms. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Thanks for being here with us today. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. 
You will know them by the fruit they bear. That is the theme of today's show. And every week when I'm connecting with potential guests for the show, I have to do some research and discern if people I'm bringing on to the air are bearing good fruit. There are groups out there with tricky sounding names like Every Town for Gun Safety or Moms Demand Action, and they might sound like they are for safe and responsible gun ownership, but they're enemies of our Constitution. Mm. By contrast, our next guest is a passionate supporter of our Constitution. Maj Ture is the founder of a group called Black Guns matter. And while his group sounded like something we would want to bring to our listeners, I have to admit, I did call Maj just to make sure because matters has kind of become the new Occupy. And I wanted to be sure which matters we were talking about before I brought Maj on. And he is a solutionary hip hop artist turned Second Amendment advocate. He is traveling across the United States, educating urban communities on Second Amendment rights and responsibilities. The tour not only teaches basic safety for firearms, but also conflict resolution. Also provides a forum for discussing the Second Amendment and the process of becoming a safe and responsible and legally licensed carrier in every state. His tour has been featured on the New York Times, NPR, NRA News, and the Philadelphia Inquirer, and that is Good Fruit. Welcome to the show, Maj. Hey, how are you? I am excited. I, I'm so thrilled to be able to talk to you, and, and I appreciate that you, you let me kind of vet <laughs> you a little bit on the phone the other day, uh, and you were so gracious about it because you understood, you know, that the name of your group, it, it's provocative on purpose, right? Well, it's provocative, but I'm not sure if it's necessary on purpose. Um, we, we just basically wanted to make sure that people understood that black guns do matter. And a lot of times in the urban community, there's, you know, it's a lot of black people. So with that being the case, you know, wherever the information is needed, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Wherever the, you know, wherever the, um, the, the, uh, the Second Amendment isn't being really reflected properly or even shared, we're going to go. That does not you know, mean to the exclusion of somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. just, I'm a Glock guy. I mm-hmm. like Glocks. They're mm-hmm. easy to conceal. There's no, you know, it's no, uh, shine to them. So that's what we really came up with the name. But, um, yeah, it, it, we, we have heard from a lot of people that it is kind of provocative. Well, to me, it was provocative because it sounded so close to the black lives matter. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to be sure, um, what direction you were coming from with it. And as I was doing some research on you, I I shared this with you the other day, too, that uh, there was a video and there were little tweets popping up during the video. And people were saying, well, what about white guns? Do white (laughs) guns matter? And, you know, my husband, who's also on the air with us uh, here, Dan, he and I own AZ Firearms, the gun shop. And you know what? He knows about everything there is to know about guns. And as far as I'm aware, we've never heard of white guns. So I thought (laughs) that's 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 so funny, because like when people say that. I usually, you know, if it's on social media and if I have a quick second, I'll go, so which white gun do you actually own? (laughs) And it kind of gives them a minute to go like, oh, I'm just kind of reacting and I'm not actually thinking. So it's it's always funny when people say that. (laughs) It is. It is definitely good for a giggle. And and isn't that interesting? Oh, I, I wasn't thinking. I was just reacting. How often do we see that nowadays? We see that a lot because, you know, you know, and I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree, you know, but right some of the things, 
starts, <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of those things start to look like it, there's a, uh, hold on one second. I'm hearing an echo. Sorry, I don't hear it on my end. I'm good oh, on okay. my end. Okay, all right. Well, I'll just power through it. All right, sorry. Um, with, with that being the case, some of the things that people, you know, they, they say, um, it's, 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 we're, we're in a space where I believe that there's a, a, a agenda to make people very reactionary, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're, when you're clouded, when you're frustrated, when you're angry, you tend to react. We, we aren't reactionaries. We aren't revolutionaries. We're solutionaries. We see what the problem is. We create a solution for it. We apply it. And then we don't ever have to really deal with this problem again because the solution is there. You know, so there's definitely to me, there's a there's a background and um, or there's an agenda of people to get them to react to now. Now, now you're behind the gates for 50 years because of just your reaction as opposed to applying the solution. Now you're um, reacting to what, you know, uh, certain portions of both sides of the, you know, have said this is what's supposed to be for your demographic. Now you're just reacting off of that as opposed to going, well, wait a minute. Uh, maybe I can get a license to carry. Maybe I, I should take some training courses once I get that license to carry. Maybe once I have my firearm, I can, you know, de-escalate a, set, a situation more so than just going with it, you know. And then the proper training and the proper guidance guidance is what puts people in that space where they're more solutionary based as opposed to just reacting to anything that is thrown at them from any angle. I absolutely love that because it's such a logical approach and I know you are you're a hip-hop artist so you're a poet and you love the use of words I'm I call myself a word nerd I'm in no way a poet but (laughs) I think in at some level we we um kind of have a similarity in that and I love the idea of solutionary I love the idea of using words to help reach people in a different way and I also love that um there's a certain way to use words that help people identify their own areas of bias. Mm-hmm. See, words, it's called spelling. It's a spell. It's incantations. It's like Harry Potter to me. You know, and I know that sounds a little cheesy. Yeah, I like Harry Potter. No, I love but, that. You know what I'm saying? But it's spelling. You know, and you, and you cast spells when you, you know, it's, it's metaphysical. You know, these are higher sciences that tie into our everyday life. But, you know, it's magic happening all around you, you know, every day. But... Because of the fact that you might not look at it as magic because it's just like, you know, like a cell phone, you know, but these things are happening. So what we say and the words that we use are very important. I don't want to the root word of revolution is revolving. I don't want to keep revolving like the earth does around the sun about the same problem. Mm. You know, I want to create a solution Mm -hmm. and solve it. You know what I mean? And and then I become, quote unquote, the sun or that life giving the solar, the solution, you know what I mean? So words are very, very important, you know, and, and, and law, you know, and our choices, um, the way that we view the world and we shape the world with those words and, you know, other things too, but it's, it's a critical component, you know, and it is poetry. It's art. It's art. It's the beauty is to try to figure out how you can make logical, tactical decisions while making them be beautiful. So that's really what we're on. Maj, you sound like my wife telling me how I should handle my staff at the store. And I appreciate that. It's, it's, it is good. That is high praise right, right there. Right. right. But Maj, what I want to ask you is, uh, were you raised with firearms? Uh, yes, negatively, though. The, the information was missing. That's how I knew the answers for these things. In my hood, I'm from North Philly. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I mean, I've moved around all, all parts of Philadelphia in my youth. 
you know, but I'm originally from North Philadelphia, which is extremely, you know, it's a rough place. It's changing a little bit now because of gentrification, but um, it's a rough place. And it, it, when I was raised, it was extremely rough. So I was around guns all of the time. I mean, everybody has a gun, even presently, Chicago, everybody got a gun. The thing that's missing is the information, the training, the resources, the discipline, the respect for the firearm, respect for the tool. So, yeah, I was around guns all of the time. Fortunately for me, I had, uh, you know, uncles that were, you know, in different wars, legendary wars, wars that we lost, you know. So and they had a certain respect for the firearm and a respect for the tool that and seeing my other friends with their guns. You know, and how they handled them. Okay, there's a clear-cut difference. What's the difference? Okay, this guy had this information. This guy does not have this information. You know, and that that definitely shaped. You know, our our construct. You know, our construction of um, our uh, for lack of a better term, our uh, syllabus or our mm-hmm. curriculum for Black Guns Matter. You know, it's 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 knowing you can't you can't really. It's not really a school for the hood. It's not a school. You got to live it. Now, if you choose to, you know, fight or flight, once you, you know, get a certain level of understanding, I choose to stand and fight and inform the people from the places that I'm from, you know, and because there was no school for it and I, you know, I learned it, I can also learn other things that can, uh, you know, address uh, the problems that we have. And that's why it's, it's received so well, because this is not an isolated city incident. It's the same problem that we're going to apply a solution to in Chicago. It's the same problem in Newark. It's the same problem in, you know, back in the day, Little Rock, Arkansas. It's the same problem because it's a highly organized phenomenon designed to make that problem be there. You know what I mean? But the beauty of it is they can pretend like that's not what they did. And it is what they did. So because of that, we're not going to complain about it. We're just going to, you know, apply the solution, you know, in each city on our 13 city tour initially. And um, that solutionary uh, lifestyle choice is Black Guns Matter. So, like in Chicago right now, it's never going to improve unless people like you are doing what you're doing, because right. they just they don't. The they'll people, just keep revolving. Right, they'll keep revolving. Like and said, I, right? I I really appreciate what you're doing. I wish mm-hmm. we had a, more time to talk to you about. Well, we've this. got another whole segment. If you'll stick around with us. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm here. Fantastic. Well, we are going to break for commercial in just a second here, but please tell people during the break. Maybe they'll go to their their Google on their phone or on a laptop nearby and and look up your group tell them how mm-hmm. they can find you and maybe you know all across the well, country they don't have to be right there in north philly to throw a few dollars your way right if they want to go to um support me they, first they can hit me on if they have questions and inf- need information they can hit me on any social media at maj to ray m-a-j-t-o-u-r-e if they already are a little bit informed and they want to support financially, they can go to GoFundMe.com backslash Black Guns Matter, all one word. And um, yeah, and then they can come back on the next you know segment and we'll talk about some more stuff. I love it. All right, well, stick around because we do have more with Maj Ray from hip hop to handguns and support of our constitutional rights as they relate to the Second Amendment. Great stuff. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, 
military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we have been talking with Maj Ture. He's the founder of Black Guns Matter. Maj Ture is a solutionary hip-hop artist and activist from North Philly. He founded Black Guns Matter in 2015 and advocates for Second Amendment education and information for our urban communities. Welcome back, Matt Maj. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Some people aren't back, you know what I mean? It's, tr- <laughs> it's true, and I'm so happy you are. You didn't run away or anything, but Dan had a question for you. Yeah, Maj, um, so this Black Matters gun uh, tour, or this Black Matters tour, Mm-hmm. What you go to Chicago, mm-hmm. and you you stop, and what do you do? Well, our component is a, a triple pronged approach. One, we deal with obviously firearm safety and training. That's you know the basic level. Mm-hmm. Nobody on either side wants to criminal side, legitimate side. Nobody wants their children to pick up a firearm and shoot themselves in the head. Right. Nobody, you know, everyone will agree to that. So that's the basic component. Um, other than that, we also, Minister Jazz does our conflict resolution piece, which deals with um, how we can de-escalate situations. Everything, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I have a gun on me a lot of times. How, and my, a lot of times people don't even know it, and they shouldn't know it, you know, until it's a, a life or death situation that I have to ex- execute, you know, certain defense tactics. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of times it's not that deep. It's, it doesn't have to go f- to deadly force or even the potential use of deadly force. It could just be something as simple as, hey, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Tell me what you said, you know, slowing down and understanding or even something as simple as going, OK, you tripping. I'm leaving. That's it. I'm out. I'm not even I'm not even entertaining that. I'm going to you know, try so. that one of these days. I'm going to say that. It just wouldn't sound right coming out. <laughs> Yo, of no, I'm te- listen, listen, I'm telling you, it works. Just say it. Stri- I'm telling you, just say it. Just go. You are tripping. I am leaving. You it are works, tripping. So. I'm out. Yep. OK. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. I'm clearly Look, not cool every, enough. See how y'all are laughing? Everybody else are laughing. It lightens the mood. You that's I mean? true. I love that. You um, know, so that's the second component. The other component is um, 
you know, just just translating. A lot of times, people from the hood, you know, and when I say hood, I mean, you know, people that are working class, people that sometimes, unfortunately, maybe living paycheck to paycheck. Everybody that wants to, you know, do the hard work to build towards getting a slice of the American pie. Mm-hmm. It does not mean just the black community. That does right. not just mean, you know, the poor white community. That does not mean just the poor Asian. That means America. Mm-hmm. Most of us are not rich. That's the reality. We have to stop finding those, you know, divisionary, you know, uh, lanes and find more, you know, uh, things that uh, uh, are commonalities. And that's Mm -hmm. what we do. So saying that to say those demographics, for the most part, do not understand certain concepts because it has not been presented to them or it's been presented to them and marketed to them in a different way. So we have to translate. For example, you guys know what a rimfire cartridge is. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people just go, oh, yeah, let me see the clip. That's not what a clip <laughs> is. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So that tr- that translation process on every level, on the other levels of conflict resolution and firearms knowledge, that's what I'm there for. To And, and to give them encouragement that, yeah, you from the hood. We don't have much, but we have the potential to be great. And I'm going to help you ex- execute, you know, and maintain and expand on that potential and make it kinetic. So that's the three pronged approach of um, what we do at Black Guns Matter. And it's tailored a bit depending on, you know, each city, you know, and in and, and Chicago, where we're going next, we know we're going to have to lean a little bit more or a lot more heavy on the self-defense component and the conflict, ex- esca- you know, de-escalation component because mm-hmm. of the, the amount of murders there this year alone you know so we we keep a loose structure but we also have a standard operational procedure leaving plenty of room for um anywheres that any areas that we have to adapt you know i i love all of that and the the fact that you already know that you know you have to tailor the message to certain audiences but mostly what i i love about what you just said is that you are fighting against the victim mindset Mm-hmm. I get so frustrated when I hear people say, you know, well, we're from the hood. And so it's almost like, so therefore, that's the best we could ever hope for. <laughs> and it excuses any uh, bad behavior. It excuses any lack of, of drive to, to want more and better. And Well, they're conditioned that way. Conditioning is very powerful. And I say this a lot to my white friends, a lot to a lot of my white friends. The, the environment is different, so it's almost, it's like saying to someone, hey, people in my hood that have all of the guns do not know the difference between 9mm and 40 cal. To, to say that to someone in the gun community, they'll go, man, stop lying. You're lying. <laughs> it's so foreign right? That for, you know, for them to hear that, but there's, the difference doesn't mean it's bad. The difference means there's a difference and there's an opportunity to, you know, bridge that gap and or recognize the difference in and of itself. But the conditioning environmentally, it's different. I'm telling you, I'm telling you when I went to school in certain schools, cause I, you know, I went to a bunch of different high schools, you know, cause of my, you know, my behavior problems at that time, mm-hmm. knowing that this neighborhood taught me about accounting and my school in North Philly was like, you know, just go to lunch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a clear cut difference. And when I go to different cities, I see that that difference exists, you know. So a lot of the people that are, you know, very um, confident, it's because your environment plays a serious role in that. Now, the other part is individual accountability, because we're not going to lean on one and not the other. Mm-hmm. By taking an objective 
balanced approach, knowing that there are systems in place that were there to condition you a certain way Mm. is the first step to breaking that. But you have now you have to do the work. You can't tell me, yeah, I like firearms. And I say, okay, well, let's go get training. And you say, well, I don't have time to go to the range, but I saw you at the club. Mm -hmm. That's individual choice at that point, you Mm -hmm. know. So by maintaining that balance and expressing it honestly, is how we break that. And that's what's the most impactful thing, in my opinion. Well, Maj, you know, I, I'm a 61-year-old white guy. I lived mm-hmm. in what some people would call the hood when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was a real rough area. And I look at my a lot of my friends that are in jail and white, black, Mexican, the whole gambit. And, right. I, and I sit there and I go, Hispanic, well, why, Dan. Why, why, are they, why are they in jail and some aren't? And it's because of that solutions... The people that did solutions survived. The ones that were just um, went off the, you know, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of the word, but where they just they didn't they didn't think about before they did it. Reactionary, reactionary. They're the ones that are in trouble. Well, they they submitted to their conditioning and or their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Right. Because after a point, when you're exposed to the information, and you choose. At that point, it's a choice. It's conditioning before you don't know. You're, you know, you're ignorant. You're unaware. Mm-hmm. Once you do know, now it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be strong to apply the choice, though. You know, it's, it's yeah. no, it's no, weak people don't make it to Hollywood, don't make it to wealth, don't make, unless it's just given to them, mm-hmm. you know. So those people either A, didn't want to apply the information, which is weak, or unfortunately for them, submitted to the conditioning. You know what I mean? And that's why they're in this position that they're in. That's why somebody like me comes about and goes, that's why we're being received well as an organization. Because one, I understand it, so I'm not judging. Two, I'm going to give you this information and I'm going to hold you accountable. Three, I'm also going to, if you're not applying the information, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to say, yo, I gave you all of the information. We gave you the information. We told you the classes. We gave you for your locality. You chose to not apply it, so I can't really rock with you. So that again, pyramids are the strongest shape so we try to do everything in pyramids the information the application and the critique if if it it, you know whether that's positive or negative that pyramid stands for thousands of years you know so saying that to say when when one of those key ingredients are missing that person is way more vulnerable and i think the people at the top the people at the top are very aware of that you know there's pyramids on the dollar that's not an accident you know, mm-hmm. so I'm saying it to say, I think, you know, uh, those people are very aware of it and that's fine. They can be aware of it, but you can't stop us from changing America. Mm-hmm. You can't stop us from going in, you know, those urban demographics, white, black, Hispanic, let's, it doesn't matter. You're not going to stop us from applying the information. We can only stop ourselves. And that's the difference between winners and losers. Right. Are you seeing uh, much success in this plan? And what do you, what do you, how do you measure success? Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Last month, you know, two of my friends were going, you know, they hustling, they outside. When I see him, I'm going to blow his head off. Mm. You know, and I, yo, when I see him, I'm going to blow his head off. Mm -hmm. And I step in between that and go, listen, y'all know what I'm about. Y'all know I'm not afraid. I'm just choosing to not do this. I'm asking you two to sit down and have this conversation and we're going to deescalate because I know neither one of you can shoot. (laughs) <laughs> I know neither one of you, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know what gun that is you have. I mean, in reality. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
When we sit at the table and we had a discussion and I stop an innocent bystander from getting shot because that's more than likely to, you know, the outcome. Yeah. Uh That's one measurement of success. There's a story that says, you know, there was a child throwing, you know, starfish. The tide was low and the child is throwing starfish back into the ocean. And like an adult comes up and goes, there's so many starfish. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter. And the child says, you know, so that one starfish that I threw back in the water that didn't die, Mm. it matters everything to that starfish so that's how we measure success you know now on a bigger scale man my social media is in my inboxes i mean i have many followers but my inboxes are on fire wow yeah people are asking me yeah okay so what 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 does it mean when missouri now becomes the 11th constitutional carry state even deeper what does constitutional carry mean and we can give them some information and we put them on their path to you know being informed that is success. That's that phenomenal. Per- you, you know what I'm saying? That person is going to be a citizen now. They're oh. going to be valuable. They're going to be more, you know, in alignment with what the, the, the principles are supposed to be as opposed to just, you know, getting left by the wayside. And to me, that's to me, that's success. That is fantastic. And I, you know, people like to call each other names. I know that for whatever reason, especially within the black community, um, there's probably a lot of names you get called by people who just just don't want to hear your message. And I have to believe that you just let it roll off. You don't let it affect you in a negative way. It never affects me, but I address it sometimes when it's productive to the overall team. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I get those screenshots. I get hate mail all the time. I mm-hmm. talked to Coley on the war yesterday about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On the phone. Like, yo, this is how. Da, da, da. And it's even more so for me because I'm a little bit more edgy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you know, why do you so, get hate? Why do you get hate mail with what you're doing? You're how? just trying to save lives. Yeah. Because because America still has a lot more work to do in the areas of race relations. Mm-hmm. Some of those people that are dinosaurs, they're not dead yet. <laughs> they still, you know what I mean? They're yes. still moving around. That, that mentality. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so they're grasping at straws while they're trying to fight for their life. And they want to hold on to the same philosophy that got them through the 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever. Mm. But these young people, they don't care about that. It's so it's so like you kind of crazy if you're talking that racist stuff. Hip hop has done that, you know, hip hop culture in general, mm-hmm. you know, but I get hate mail because, you know, people are small minded. And the reality is we have to address that. We can't pretend like those that mindset isn't there we, i'm not cam newton saying oh we're all the same color no we're not let's respect each other's differences and understand them and and, and grow from it that's what the american concept was initially about Love it. you know what i mean you know and so because of that when i get those things um i address them when i need to whether it's black people saying oh you're a coon man i'm listen those people never say that in my face for one i, I might smack you and you know that <laughs> You know, <laughs> or you so will, they, you will use your de-escalation the, tactics, yeah, and they don't want that. Yeah. At times, at times, <laughs> so. you know what I mean. So it's 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 a it's a it's a balance, you know. So it That's all depends awesome. on the scenario, but all of it, you know, goes towards overall concept of how can we utilize this for something productive, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but I'm never like tripping over it and being out like i'm not like i'm not doing that but right. you know and, and and we can use it we you know yeah. we can say hey man you know see this exists Absolutely. and this is the reason why we have to be more on top of our first amendment rights our understanding of tolerance and acceptance 
I love you know, it. Maj, you know, he's going to be closing yeah. you out soon. I just want to tell you, it's an honor to have you on the show today, and I really appreciate you talking to us. And what you're thank doing. You. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you. Now, tell folks real quick before we, we uh, have to go to commercial, how do they, they follow you? How did they throw some dollars behind uh, your tour, what you're doing uh, to educate the urban communities about our constitutional rights uh, and stay in touch with you? Well, they can hit me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Maj Toure, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E, all one word on Instagram and Twitter. It's my name on Facebook. Um, again, the, the uh, if they want to get a shirt, we, we know a lot of our fundraisers, do, you know, our T-shirts, the Black Gun Matters, you know, shirts and hoodies. That's a solutionary uh, dot big cartel dot com. Um, if they want to support, you know, I may not want to wear the shirt. GoFundMe.com backslash Black Guns Matter. And the bigger thing is, if you have any question, if you can hear me now, if you have any question about firearm safety training information, you know, our network is is really, you know, people are really getting behind this, especially, you know, in, in my DMs and all of those different things. If you follow me, I don't care what time of morning it is, 12, 1, 2. If you have a question, if you just want to talk, if you just want to express yourself, if you have questions, concerns, comments, please DM me. I will find the answer or point you in the direction of somebody that has it because our personal freedoms and liberties are at stake, you know, and it's that serious. So whichever way y'all want to get at me, I follow everybody back. You know, I'm not like the celebrity guy, you know, I'm a regular guy, you know what I mean? So, um, just hit me up. Thank you so much to keep doing what you're doing, Maj. No doubt. I'll talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye now. Maj Ture of Black Guns Matter. All right. Stick around. We have a Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary right after this. Be a part of the Gold Rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Collier sent you. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We're sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. What an awesome show, huh, Dan? Yes, it was great. I, I'm 
I'm thrilled. You will know them by the fruit they bear. I, I think, uh, I think that that is a, a fitting theme, if I say so myself, because <laughs> I always pick the theme. You know, sometimes that is the hardest part about putting the show together is figuring out, you know, what's the overarching of the guests who have, um, you know, come on the show and sometimes I'll have the show all organized and and I'll know exactly the theme that I'm going to use and then somebody has a last minute oh shoot I can't come put me on the next show and uh, so really I think I, I have to give a lot of how it all comes together up to God to be honest with you you know we're we're praying people and uh, we pray over every show we pray over every guest and uh think that when things like this come together, like today's show did, it's just proof that that wasn't my doing. But um, I'm I'm so thrilled at the people that we get to meet and talk to. Well, definitely God had a lot to do with it, but it is you too, Cheryl. I mean, you get up at eight o'clock in the morning and you're on there until about seven at night, every day of the week. And this show would be nothing without you. And you're doing a great job and you just keep that up. Aw, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Did I say that? I know. On the radio. It, oh, wait. No, it I, will be we recorded, were, and I will play it back to you we the next off. time you're annoyed with me, and I say, no, wait a minute. I thought... <laughs> we were off. I thought, were, I thought we were off right now. All right. Well, you know what time it is right now? Something about... Um, Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, I want you to imagine yourself being a young parent. Whatever age you are now, even if you're not yet a parent, there's going to be a time possibly in your life when you are a young parent. You just left the madness that is Walmart during back-to-school shopping season. Just as people are doing their weekly shopping, it's after church, but it's before dinner. It's about 1.30 in the afternoon. It's a Sunday, so the store is more busy even than usual as people are trying to prepare for the coming week. You finally get through the checkout line. You make your way through the parking lot looking for your car, pushing your cart to the sounds of the loud clattering of the wheels on the pavement, but cooing softly to your baby to keep the ratcheting noise from startling your little one. And once you do find your car, you lift your baby out of the shopping cart. You carefully use both hands and place them under each of your baby's arms as you cradle that precious cargo. Well, baby seats are positioned to ride in the center of the back seats of our vehicles, and sometimes it requires like a strange mix of yoga and Pilates and odd physical contortions to stoop down into the car and stretch over the edge of the seat from the side of your car and bend over at the waist in order to gently place your child into the protective padded car seat. In order to perform this maneuver, you unwittingly have positioned yourself to be at your most vulnerable and most distracted and least prepared to react to danger's attack. And this is precisely why danger chose you at that exact moment to be his victim. Danger, you see, is an opportunist. Danger likes it when we are distracted and have our strong hand or both hands 
full of books or groceries or even our infant child. So when danger presented a gun and smashed the back of a young mother's skull in an attempted robbery, danger seemed sure to have his way and have power over this young woman and her infant child. That is, until a responsibly armed citizen stepped in to help. She was killed and two were injured during an apparent robbery attempt Sunday afternoon outside a Walmart in Shawnee. Police Major Dan Tennis said a woman was putting her infant in a car seat about 1.25 p.m. when two people attacked her in the parking lot of the store near Shawnee Mission Parkway and Mar Road. She was struck in the back of the head. As she screamed, a good Samaritan came to her aid. One of the attackers shot him. A second good Samaritan then shot one of the suspects, killing that person, police said. The second suspect ran east from Walmart and was arrested between Mara and Lackman Roads. Police said the first good Samaritan was in critical condition with multiple gunshot wounds. The woman also was in critical condition, police said. The infant was not hurt. The attack occurred on the east side of the store near the lawn and garden department. The Kansas City Star reporters, Laura Bauer and Matt Campbell. Wow, I don't even know where to start on this one. What, what a terrible thing. How, how desperate do you have to be to go and attack a woman putting her kid back in the car? Well, you know, our daughter has a, a young child, uh, our grandbaby. She's two now. And uh, Cassie and I have actually talked about this quite a bit. Like, what are your options when you're traveling alone to the grocery store or any place because you have no choice but to enter your car in that way that I described and strap your child you got to watch your surroundings even more so because if there's anyone near your car you just don't put the baby in the car until you're clear yeah but then for a bystander to come and help and get shot and critically injured I know and then for another one to have a concealed carry and, and stop it it, it's just really a shame the world we live in and somebody that would do that for 20, 30 bucks, mm. you know, I, 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 I'm, it's terrible. It is terrible. Well, what time is it now, Dan? Is it um, time for your commentary? Tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. This news is from August 28th, so it's a little old, but it's kind of a rant, really. An Arkansas cop has filed a lawsuit against one of the world's leading pistol manufacturers claiming the company's handgun were unsafe. What? A police officer tried to put a sight, a, a flashlight on his gun and shot himself in the foot. <laughs> and the gun is unsafe? And the gun is unsafe. No. Now, he didn't. Anybody that buys a new Glock knows it comes with all kinds of instructions and safety issues and says that the gun doesn't have, it has a safety on the trigger. And you would think that law enforcement would at least know better. That's embarrassing. And I just, for one thing, $75,000. Okay, so that's what your foot's worth? $75,000. <laughs> How embarrassing would this be? If I was a police officer and I shot my foot, I think I would tell as least amount of people as possible and I sure wouldn't blame on the gun manufacturer for being an idiot. I am. You know, any of the fundamental safety rules for handling a firearm would have prevented this. But yet 
he's going to sue Glock for his behavior? I, I, I just don't understand it. And, you know, a police officer once told me that they carried uh, SIGs because they didn't like that you, when you disassemble a gun, you had to pull the trigger to disassemble a gun. And I said, why don't you just check them? He says, because they don't. <gasps> they don't check them. And if you try to disassemble a Glock and you don't check to see that it's empty, when you take the gun, the slide off the gun, you're going to uh, discharge the gun. And I just don't understand why people aren't more responsible with that. And I'm going to end it with that. Wow. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. I'm, I just am aghast. I really, let's just say what the fundamental safety rules are very quickly before we have to wrap up. Always keep the gun unloaded unless you're ready to use it right now on the range, right? Right. So was his gun unloaded? Guess not. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Think he did that? Guess not. Always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. That's not your foot. That, that almost looks like intent. I'm sorry. I'm, I am upset about that. You don't even have to rant about that when I will. Well, the 11th, <laughs> the 11th rule is don't put a sight on your gun or a flashlight on your gun without checking to make sure it's empty. But yeah. how embarrassing. Could you do that? Could you go and tell your fellow officers, I shot myself in the foot and it's the damn gun's fault? No, sir. No, sir. I could not. That is, that's insanity. I just, yeah, no, sir. All right. I would like to thank our tech crew, our listeners, and our guests. Please follow us on all of the social media sites from Gun Freedom Radio. Check out our website, gunfreedomradio.com. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? Even the ones you don't like. Especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. And we leave you with these words from President Ronald Reagan. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.